Welcome to the Youth Sports Safety Update. We're talking with Jim Madalino of the University of Kentucky. He's a longtime seasoned and mature athletic trainer uh, who's been a friend through the years. Has a lot of great wisdom and insight we want to share today. So welcome to the program. Thank you, Jim, for being here with us. Thank you, Jim. We're going to talk about sports safety, youth sports safety today, and we'll start, let's just start out with hydration. Uh, what are some of the benefits of proper hydration? What would you recommend to youth parents and uh, youth parents and athletes and coaches in regards to hydration? What's the importance of that in the realm of uh, performance, rest, recovery, and those aspects? Well, first and foremost, Jim, you know very well that if you wait to, to hydrate, when you're thirsty, you're already behind the eight ball. You're late. So I would say constant hydration is extremely important where uh, student athletes in, in high school and even college decide to go through McDonald's, go through Cane's, go through uh, you know Chick-fil-A, and they're getting a combo deal that comes with a Coke or whatever. And the choice is really more, let's get water. You know, let's let's start with the basics and can and you can never get enough water because you're not going to overhydrate because you're just going to feel bloated or whatever. And you're going to stop and then you'll remember you're thirsty probably about three, four hours later. So the constant hydration when you're reminded of it is probably going to be somewhere in the vicinity of about four or five times a day. So that's where I would start. Stay away from the sodas as much as you can. An intermittent soda here or there during the day is not going to do anything bad. The caffeines you need to stay away from. Uh, Obviously with adolescent individuals, uh, especially boys, they want to stay in the bed and sleep all day. But they get have to get up, go to school, then go to practice, and those type of things. So you know the Mountain Dews and the uh, the boosts and all those kind of things. You need to stay away from. We don't need to be changing any any of the chemical makeup of the body. Let's start with water, and then uh, some of these sports drinks can be intermittent intermittently substituted for what you would have as your water, maybe two three times a day. Uh, like like the Powerades, the Gatorades, uh, and those those type of sports drinks. Uh, the pepped up sports drinks, though, uh, that have all these different additives. You, you don't need those at a young age. Let's just do water most of the time, an intermittent soda just to say you did it, and be with your friends, and then and then uh, the sports drinks probably two to three times a day. Right. And the sports drinks primarily replace the electrolytes that you lose through sweating. They replace the sodium, the potassium, and the other um, necessary fluids that we need, minerals and and things that we need in our bodies. This is not a product endorsement, but uh, people may see something new that's been around for us for a while, but they see it in a bottle, and it's called a Gatorlite. It's up there with a Gatorade. It's a product of Gatorade. But can you explain kind of what that's used for? Because it it could be used for the right reasons or it might be used for the wrong reasons. So what's the purpose of of a Gator Light? First of all, more is not always better. And when they're putting more electrolytes in something, that's really geared for the individual who is getting ready to cramp. So you don't know when you're ready to cramp. But in sport, if you properly hydrate normally during the day, as I just discussed, 
then when you get to an event, having a gator light or two there, if you, quote, feel a cramp coming on, those kind of things. The gator light that we've used was in the powdered form that we would just add to one of those small little Gatorade All-Stars. When I say All-Stars, it's the small little bottles of Gatorade you can buy on the shelf at Publix or Kroger or anything like that. Not the 20-ounce not bottles, the smaller ones. And we would just add the Gator Light powder to it. Uh, that was a prescripted amount in the little packet. And we'd keep those ice down on the sidelines and, and in the locker room at halftime and give those out to kind of uh, try to get the electrolyte levels quicker back up to normal levels during a rest period for the athlete, whether it be in between series in football or when they come off the basketball court and, you know, it's the second quarter or the third quarter, those types of situations. But that's, that's Gator Light in, is intended to, in layman's terms, to be kind of a, a regular Gatorade on steroids. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about cramps because kids get these cramps and we know that cramps could come from a, a lack of the proper fluids and electrolytes, but they can also, sometimes we see them when somebody does a real, what we call a real ballistic type move and all of a sudden they just cramp up in their calf. What's a good way to, to help? Well, we can't help prevent, but just help treat. Well, like I said, the, the best the best treatment is to be proactive and be pre- preventatively taking care of your hydration. That's the best way. Then when you do incur a cramp because of the heat and humidity, maybe in an outdoor sport in August or July, summer conditioning with your team or doing it on your own, then if you feel a cramp coming on, we know that stretching that particular muscle and with the calf, it would be kind of doing a wall push-up you know, where you put your your affected leg a little further behind your your unaffected leg and lean, lean forward and stretch that calf out a little bit. Or put your ball of your foot and your toes on a stair and let your heel kind of drop down so that your calf gets put on stretch. And then add the Gator Light component. Or if you don't have Gator Light, then of course Gatorade or water or the Powerades, those kind of things, to be non-specific to the to the company. A sports drink in conjunction with water is appropriate with the stretching. All right. Uh, one last thing in the hydration area. Uh, we still seeing a lot of pickle juice here and there. No, it it kind of went away. the uh, The significance of the uh, uh, sodium that's so concentrated in the pickle juice. You don't know where to stop. So you think, okay, if I'm going to have a shot glass full of pickle juice, that's enough sodium that would be put in maybe four, five, six Gatorades. So where do you stop when you're adding so much sodium, which we already know, especially in diabetics and things like that, it's not healthy. Mm -hmm. So anything in souped up moderation or more than just the average normal use to me that isn't water, you you better be careful. And I don't see pickle juice at all. I know we've never used it at Kentucky because of what sodium can do to the heart rate and Mm -hmm. what sodium can do 
to those individuals who might be compromised because of their diabetes or maybe even things like early onset of diabetes that's in the family genetics that the individual really hasn't shown signs of yet, but we're playing around with fire and I'm not a big proponent of that. Okay. That's very good because you don't want it to turn into a medical issue and uh, everybody's different. Uh, There are cultural issues. There's just anecdotal things in that. And so bottom line, stick with the products that work and pre-hydrate with water uh, where and whatever and replace those fluids as necessary. So let's talk a little bit about uh, just the the role of different people involved in sports. There's athletic trainers, there's parents, there's coaches, there's administrators, and everybody's kid today is going to play in the professional leagues. And they're all going to get a scholarship, and they're they're all going to be on the next ESPN highlight. But uh, let's talk about that elephant in the room about uh, where what what's the proper perspective balance of roles where we can all benefit uh, each other. Well, if if an individual is placed in a situation or an environment to to serve as a credentialed resource to your son or daughter, such as an athletic trainer in a high school that is a certified athletic trainer by the National Athletic Trainers Association Board of Certification, or maybe an EMT or a paramedic who is serving at the game where a student athlete is injured, or a physician that's in sports medicine that you determine as a parent to bring your child to. These are all medically credentialed individuals. While you as a parent have an agenda for your son or daughter, you have to listen to them. You can't take your your student, or which is your child, to and okay them to participate in a game, and then you overrule those particular credentialed employees or those put in place to be a resource because you're you're again where the athletic trainer is not the parent. The athletic trainer is not the physician. The physician is not the athletic trainer. If they're coming back off of ACL surgery or a post-arthroscopy, for their knee. You're not the sports physical therapist as a parent, but you are the parent. So like anything, you take all of the information and make the best decision for your child. The elephant in the room is parents have unfortunately stopped being the best parent and they've become the student's sports agent. That is not the parental role. You as a parent, unless you are a credentialed sports agent, you're not a qualified individual to be making those decisions of how good your son or daughter is in the sport they're playing. Your job is to continually support your child. I'm a parent myself, and I would watch in Little League as my son progressed through the system of where parents would take their child off to the side and coach them. Well, they're not a coach. Unless you've played the sport at a high level, then you're not qualified to coach your child. 
that's as honest as I can be. And I know that will hurt some parents' feelings, but I like to use the term, term stay in your lane. And your lane is to be the parent. If your son or daughter is uncomfortable coming home after an unsuccessful game or practice or contest, and he gets more coaching from the parent instead of parenting from the parent, that is not doing your child justice. And at our level, where I've worked at the university level now for 41 years, I have seen a huge swing in the mental health area, negatively impacting the student athlete who is afraid at multiple times to go home for long breaks because they're going to be coached by their parent to a whole nother level. And they can't walk away from it due to the respect they have for the parents. So they take it on and it affects them in the mental health area. Now they come back to school. It has impacted them negatively and it becomes our problem now. So I have to find resources to take care of that problem that individual has because of something they incurred at home, but they won't let me tell the parent because they are adults and they have that right. So now as a credentialed healthcare provider, I have to follow certain laws and rules of the state and of the federal government with HIPAA and with FERPA and those kinds of things to do what's in the best interest of the patient. And remember, I'm a credentialed employee or a resource of the institution. So I'm going to stay in my lane. All we ask is that parents stay in their lane and don't cross that line of being your son or daughter's agent. Excellent. Um, you know, obviously the mental health aspect is had good and bad things happen. Uh, we've had an increase in athlete suicide. We've had an increase in uh, athletes just needing uh, counseling and therapy and all those other things. And the athletic trainer isn't a, isn't a unique role to be able to help listen to, identify. But as you said, they've got to stay within their lane of the proper uh, laws and, and within their credential of what they can do and what they can share. So all this is, is excellent information, Jim. We appreciate your time, appreciate your help, and just appreciate everything you've done for our profession and what you're doing to uh, keep those kids safe out there. So if you would, just give us one last little uh, safety encouragement for parents, coaches, and athletes. Most student athletes that I see today at the high school age and at the college age need parenting. The parents have got to be the typical parent first. That doesn't mean you can't counsel your son or daughter, but be a parent first. Love your child. You can't trade them in. It's not free agency with regards to being they a can't parent. can't go on the portal, can they? No, you're a parent for life. And to keep that relationship solid throughout the longevity of the kid's future. You want that relationship when they have children and when they have or provide you with grandchildren. So set that up by building your foundation on solid rock, which is being a parent first, and let the credentialed people 
do the stuff that they're credentialed to do. And then as a parent, you're back to being a parent and advising your child as best you know from the information you've gathered and the experience each of you have had as parents. Thank you very much. This has been great speaking with Jim Madalino of the University of Kentucky, longtime athletic trainer, executive assistant athletic director of sports medicine, and appreciate you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on the Youth Sports Safety Update. To learn more, go to jaxsmp.com. Look in our show notes for more information on Jim Madalino. Thank you again for being with us today. 